0: All right, welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. Today I'm here with Tim Bolonics, uh Design Director at Pinterest. Thank you for coming on the show, I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So uh, let's start from the beginning. How did you first get into the creative field? You worked at you know, Facebook and Pinterest and had a great career thus far. How did it all start?
1: Uh, it all started with drawing bedtime stories that my parents would tell me. Um, so I would illustrate them and turn them into like little little books. Right. My dad uh, had an office at home and he had plenty of like spare printer paper and just a stapler. Right. And I would take his highlighters and his markers and just sort of draw and illustrate their their stories. And then that led into me illustrating my own stories. And then all of my uh, essentially all of my schoolwork uh, had some sort of illustration component to it, whether my teachers liked it or not. Um, right. And I kept I kept doing that. And that has snowballed into where i am today
0: (laughs) that is the coolest thing ever i love that i've been interviewing recently some really great people design directors and people that are you know titans of the industry right but i also want to show that there was a point where at one point those people had to go out leave school get jobs what was that experience like for you and was that a a difficult one or you seem super smart though i feel like you might have just got like (laughs) Right out and worked at Facebook or something. I don't know. (laughs)
1: Um, So it was, you know, it was a journey. Um, When I was one, I didn't know that a career like this really existed until I was super fortunate around my 16th birthday. My dad knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody that worked at uh, Pixar. Uh, uh, His name was Mr. Murphy. And for my 16th birthday, my My dad got us a tour there, and I think more so like it it illuminated to me that one could have a career doing something that was really creative. And even more importantly, I think it proved it to my parents as well. Right. Um, Because uh, you know I give them a lot of credit for uh, you know the great upbringing they gave me and my brother. Um, But my dad's in in sales. Uh, My mom worked a variety of different jobs, and so you know, their opinion or their vision of of what someone creative did was always like the starving artist, And I think that that was a, a huge first step into the direction of, hey, like, this is viable. Uh, I was really fortunate in that one of my, or my my art teacher suggested I uh, apply to RISD, um, which at the time I had no idea what that school was. Right. Um, it was very naive of me. Um, and I was super fortunate to be accepted in there. And then I understood what that actually meant.
0: Yeah. Um, was that like and total that, culture shock? Is that imagine that's a pretty intense program?
1: It was very intense, but, uh, in all honesty, I, I know some of the things that my parents have passed down to me really well. And I think I have a very strong work ethic. Right. Uh, that's and good. I, I always did really well in school. I was always like 4.0, wasn't like a, um, you know, on whatever it is, uh, Giving the convocation talk or whatever at the end, right. but you know, I did I did pretty well. One of the key things that I did was that uh, in between the summers uh, of school is that I always had an internship, and my goal leaving school was always to come back to California, and so all of my internships were always out here, whether in the Bay Area or in Southern California. After all the internships, I was lucky enough to get the uh, design fellowship at Chronicle Books, um, and Chronicle Books. One runs a fantastic fellowship having done a bunch of other internships and fellowships. I think they're one of the companies that really does it right and it was a great reintroduction to the Bay Area creative design scene uh, and so that was hugely beneficial and then that snowballed into my first like long-term uh, position, which was as a designer at mine for Christopher Simmons.
0: Yes, uh, who was very first people on the podcast. He was in the medium series.
1: Excellent. I think yeah. he was like the
0: fourth person that I ever interviewed on the Medium series, so Chris is great.
1: Good choice. Christopher yeah. is fantastic. So yeah, gonna... and then after after that, um, I mean, I was I was working with Christopher for about five and a half years. It was a fantastic relationship, and then I, I really wanted to, uh, you know, teach, and I, I felt like I needed an, an MFA for that, and so uh, I, I left, uh, left mine and went to CalArts, um, and then was there for a year and was lucky enough actually to get an opportunity with Facebook. And I left that department early uh, to go work at Facebook. And that has sort of been the beginning of my sort of de- design trajectory in tech.
0: That's amazing. I love that. So, you know, you've a- obviously had some great success in working at places like that. Is there any advice that you can give to people that, um, you know, whether they want to pursue education or they want to have, you know, a great career in, in tech? Um, What's some advice in getting in touch with those people, and how are you able to establish those early relationships?
1: One of the things that that I think uh, when you're coming out of uh, school or maybe when you move uh, to a different neighborhood or or, or town, you need to reestablish your creative community. Um, And that means just going out there and being a part of that creative community. And I think that... You don't need to go into it with the mindset that I am like networking, quote unquote. It's more that you're just trying to make friends and meet like-minded people.
0: Yes,
1: and that will, uh, you know, that will pay off. You know, not that you're doing it for that, but that will help you down the line. And uh, I can point to every position I've I've had in my career, and I can point back to more than one person that I can say thank you for for some sort of connection that they made, whether it was just a simple email introduction. Or it was, you know, early on, I got a letter of recommendation from Henry Hornstein, who was a photography professor at RISD, which really helped, as well as, uh, sorry, as well as Martin Vanesky, their letters really helped me get that fellowship at Chronicle. That's awesome. So, like, you are yes, you are a designer or a creative person, but you're also just a person. So don't forget to be that out in the world and right. meet people and say hello and be kind and-
0: Preach it, you know. preach it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's very like basic things. And I think we can easily like cut that side of us off when we're trying to be too focused on things. And that is really, at least for me personally, that's how I've, I've helped sort of move along in my career. So right. that's the advice I would give.
0: For sure. For me personally, like, I'm wildly enthusiastic. I am very curious about things. But every once in a while, like, even myself, even at this point with the podcast, sometimes, like, you need somebody to let you know, like, hey, like, keep going in this direction. Like, when just the other day, I was talking, like, with Julie Zhu, who's always been, like, a personal hero of mine, and for her to be like, yeah, this is great, like... Get a job. Like, no, you should just keep doing this. This seems awesome. Take care. Bye. Even sometimes that can be like, wow.
1: Well, I'd say, I mean, one of the things that's very apparent in your podcast is that you are curious and you are enthusiastic. And that is something that goes. I wouldn't, I wouldn't cut yourself down like that. I mean, that goes a long way. That goes a long way. Um, one of my heroes was Sister Carita Kent. And by now, I'm, I'm sure she's had sort of a bit of a revival in the past few years. And her lessons that she's posted from her classroom, uh, one of the lessons in there is just that you need to be around, right? You need to spend some time around, you know, for her it was the classroom and that was because it was for her students. But we've extended that here uh, into our studio as just sort of being around more is gonna be more helpful, not just for you, but for other people. And it's because of those conversations that you just brought up. You can't plan those things, but that's actually, you you can try and make the right environment for that to happen. And then it will just propel things forward, whether it's a project or a career or what have you.
0: Right, yeah. So let's talk about Pinterest today. I absolutely love Pinterest. I uh, This year in particular, got really, really into it. I think that the, um, the ability for Pinterest to um, expand your visual vocabulary, if you're looking in the right places, is crucial. You know, one of the reasons I got into design, this is kind of a weird thing, but it kind of shows just how powerful Pinterest is. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I was really into like NASCAR paint schemes. I would collect all the little schemes and stuff like that. And there's a huge amount of stuff on Pinterest about NASCAR and about all these paint schemes. And I know that sounds so crazy, but I just kept finding more and more and more of like that, those graphic styles and all that stuff. And it has directly informed my design work and the same could be said about photography the same could be said about, um, you know, like uh, design history. So that's kind of just some context for you, but, uh, tell me about your time at Pinterest as, as design director. What's that like? Um, were you always on Pinterest yourself? And we'll go from there.
1: Cool. Um, I mean, similar to you, early on in the internet, I was also collecting, uh, you know, a bunch of images and things that I liked. Uh, for me, it was graffiti. Yes. Um, I was connecting like all different kinds of tagging styles and things like that. Um, but here, I mean, it's so much, It is. it is a very visual platform, but it's so much more than just design inspiration. I think everyone comes to Pinterest uh, because it's inspiring, because it's a positive place to be. You don't have all of this other noise that you do you know, around on the internet. Yes, um, I call it my happy
0: place. I, that's where I get my yeah, recipes I, and like my... Exactly. Pinterest is where I go to become a better person. That one's free. You can take that and use it as, as a campaign. But for real, like Pinterest is my happy place. When I feel like making meaningful, <laughs> tangible change in my life, one of the first digital places I go to is Pinterest. And I mean that. That's true. It's a positive place. I, I, it's definitely the most positive of all the social platforms, I think.
1: I appreciate it. And, and like, we don't even necessarily think of it as social media. We think of it as personal media. So when you're talking about yeah, you know, fashion and what to eat, you know, it's really actually about what you're going to do. And one of the things that, that brought me here was that this is a great example of technology enabling human inaction. Uh, it, it is enabling people to make their own lives and the lives of their families better like, right away. Um, and I think so much of technology has had that uh, wish or you know philosophy that that's what they were going for. But Pinterest, like li- Pinterest, literally delivers on that. The jacket I'm wearing right now, I you know I was inspired from things I saw on Pinterest. The yes. breakfast I made the other morning. I, I love your outfit by the way.
0: Right now, that that jacket Thanks. and shirt combo is really good. Yeah.
1: No one on the podcast will see this, but hopefully, <laughs>
0: you got good style. I could tell. You got, I could tell.
1: <laughs> so it's it's really that positivity and also this like democratization of creativity that I, I think that like creativity doesn't just mean that you can draw really well or take a great photo. It's how you sort of approach life and, and yes. what you sort of do with it. Yeah. And I think that that's while that's not something that, you know, uh, is like a tagline or anything for us. It's something early on that really brought me into both the platform, but also wanting to work here was that, wow, it's no longer. You know, the, the opinion of this like fashion editor is no longer just the only voice in, in the crowd. It's now this whole, you know, now we're all collectively around that. And I can find other like-minded people um, that have my style. And I can find people that are just on the tangent of that, that is really getting me to push outside of my own boundaries. Because what I also think that it does well is it doesn't trap you in this like echo chamber. You know, it can suggest other things based on what you're loving, whether that's visual or whether it's things to do. Um, and that is
0: really and- powerful i feel like that's that that feature in particular is for me why pinterest is so great because it's it's so good at doing that like it wasn't necessarily planned sometimes you're not planning on going down the wormhole but like it just like it takes you there because it's from for my i don't know if it's like uh and whenever you use like use the word like algorithm or whatever it, it always kind of has like like a bad connotation to it but the ability for pinterest the i don't know how it does it and I, this is probably like like the UX department or whatever, I don't don't exactly know how it works, but the ability to to draw those connections is staggering. It can uncover things you never thought. In a way, it kind of makes me feel like my experience is is not that unique, which I think is actually kind of a good thing, though, if that makes any sense. Like there are a lot of people who are just as weirdly into this, you know, weird NASCAR quarter-life crisis phase as I am. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so no, cool. Absolutely. It's so cool though. Like the, you know, one man's junk is another man's treasure on Pinterest. You can go and find the people that like, you know, they also look at it as treasure. And I think that's like, absolutely. that's
1: so cool. Well, I mean, we, we, we touched on this earlier about sort of these tangential connections and that's really where something creative happens or, You know, I might try someone else's recipe and screw it up a little bit, but actually, like, that might lead me down an even better recipe that's more tailored to me. Right. And so it's really about those creative combinations that the platform can also enable or just different ways of seeing things. Yes. um, That is super powerful. And the fact that it can literally empower someone to see something better for themselves and feel like it's just within grasp. Um, that is so great, I think, about the platform and we've seen it, uh, you know, are uh, our, our, the people that use the product have, have told that to us as well. And so that's a great sort of alignment.
0: Yeah. Like when you guys are kind of creating this utility, right, you're creating this beautiful app. Pinterest looks great on the desktop. Pinterest looks great on your phone. I think that Pinterest is it's really beautiful. The, uh, actually, one of my best friends is Juan Carlos Pagan, who made the original uh, mm-hmm. Pinterest logo. He's a, a good friend of mine. And uh, I know that you guys have since kind of uh, revised that and kind of built it out even bigger. I know that uh, Juan himself said that it was a, a, a great evolution and stuff like that. So in your role as design director, what, what is like a, a day in the life of that look like and, and what kind of problems are you trying to solve?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I'm working a lot on brand education as well as marketing initiatives. Um, I think if you've tuned into uh, the our Twitter channel, you'll see some of our campaigns that we've launched most recently, and that's about educating people on new product features. We just launched one on collaborative boards, which have been out for a little while, but we've uh, finally gotten the, the campaign rolling for that. Um, so it's what's really a about, board? I
0: feel like this might be a good opportunity for the listeners to learn about this because oh. I'm not sure that I know necessarily. Yeah.
1: So that sure. like me and my sure. wife
0: could have like a board together kind of thing?
1: Exactly. A collaborative board is say you and your wife are planning uh, uh, to remodel one of the rooms in your home, right? right? And so you could post, uh, you could pin a bunch of inspiration in there. She could pin a bunch in there and then you can actually sort of uh, hit reactions say like oh you could heart something that that she posted that's uh, cool. say and and then you start to actually get to an agreement and you're like okay now we actually know what what our room is going to look like pinterest uh, is
0: saving couples from fighting i like that that's <laughs> cool
1: <laughs> i might just borrow that no yeah
0: <laughs> this but, is all free man go take it go take it no but but literally i'm, I'm glad you brought that I'll up i'll come literally, work with you in san francisco We'll we'll do it we'll make it happen
1: our campaign around collaborative boards was literally a couple uh, trying to decide what their dinner table should look like. Yeah. And when someone, uh, I forget who, who, who it was, but they described the, the piece as like, the matrix meets Martha Stewart, in terms of how this couple was sort of adding ideas and taking ideas away. Yeah. Uh, and so those kinds of campaigns are, are what we're working on, just to really tell people this is what Pinterest is, this is how you can use it. Um, and then also on the flip side, you know, we would be nothing without the, the brands and creators and small businesses that are on the platform as well. And yeah. so, you know, I'm working on projects around that kind of education, whether it is the business site or we just launched something called the pin Academy, which is about, uh, teaching advertisers about how to, how to best use Pinterest to reach their goals. Yeah. So it works on, on both sides.
0: So, I use Pinterest all the time. I'm sure you do too. What are some of the things that you might find on your Pinterest board and what are some of the ways that it affects your own personal life?
1: I mean, I'm using Pinterest for things like the everyday. I mentioned before, sort of what uh, what I want to cook for breakfast or for dinner. Um, but I'm also I have weird boards on here. One just says print shop with a question mark. Um, That's you know, cool. I, I have a small studio space in in Oakland, uh, Emeryville border. And it is like my little respite. And it, and I do a lot of printmaking there. But one day, you know, will I have a print shop like in my basement or in my garage? Maybe. I don't know. That's um, so cool. You know, I've got, what else do I have on here? Um, you know, I have I'll, the best
0: I've, 90s board on Pinterest. I will take that through. The best 90s board. I was such a 90s kid. And I showed it to my sister. And it was so good that she was like weirded out by how good it was.
1: I mean, honestly, everything in my
0: childhood, it's all there.
1: There's what people collect on their boards and also what they name them, I think is, is just hilarious. And it's an amazing uh, connection to that person. I think if you didn't look at the imagery, you would be just as entertained or interested in a person if you actually like read their, uh, read what they titled their boards. Um, I've got one that's a little bit of just motion design and it's called, I like the way you move. Like, that's
0: cool. I love that. That's um, amazing. I like you know, you <laughs> that's your intro song, Don.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one one is just books, you know, and I'm I'm a huge reader and, and book fan. And so like, it's just, uh, you know, one that's just pattern. It's called On Repeat. So it's everything from things I will literally use in my professional life to, you know, my personal life to just like daydreaming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm all over the place with it. I love it.
0: That's crazy. Me too. For people that want to get a job at Pinterest and want to come work with you and your awesome team, what are some of the things that you're looking for and what are kind of some of the misconceptions? I feel like I have this picturesque view of what working at Pinterest would be. I would just be pinning all day and getting paid for it, but I'm sure it's very different than that. So what's the reality like? And then if you still want to get a job there, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll, you'll be more inclined to want to get a job and exactly. that still it's inclined. I mean, I think some misconceptions are that Pinterest is uh, only for one kind of person, you know, that it might be only for women or that it might be only for weddings. And really, it is across the board for everybody. Yeah, Um, that's definitely true. And working here, I'd say, um, you know, I'm lucky to be surrounded by a ton of incredibly smart people that are very passionate about the work that they do and also the mission of the company. Uh, to really be the home of inspiration and to really help people create better lives, um, you know, through that, it's uh, it's incredibly inspiring to come to work every day and to do that. Um, but I think you know, to to work here is is to be passionate about that work, to also be incredibly curious, um, to also be someone that loves to work. We call it cross-functionally, but being able to, you know, work with a researcher, a marketer, a copywriter, like one of the the things that i think we don't get enough in design education whether you've gone to school or or not is is really that working with different people that are not in your focus area Mm -hmm. because because we're all working together to make that thing it's not just one person or one uh focus area or topic that really gets it done so really having that um an eye for incredible quality i think is is just the bar that is needed um but then also We spend a lot of time together. You know, it's five days a week. uh, You know, the airport test. Yeah, (laughs) it is the airport test. You know, Uh, and so that that is not something that uh, can necessarily be taught. You know, that is you as a person, um, showing up to work every day, being a great teammate, being uh, emotionally aware and intelligent. Yeah. um and and really keeping a pulse on what's going on in the world and with other products uh, as well as you know what's what's happening with our own products and our users
0: yeah is there a job and i'm being dead serious when i say this because <laughs> it's like my dream job is there a job where you get to like just go on pinterest and like figure out like different ways to like i for me like my dream job is like literally just going on pinterest all day and like testing like the functionality of like how like well things work like how how do they test that stuff out like how does it how does it i I know a lot of it is like uh, like i guess like automation or whatever the word is but like but is there people who like go on pinterest and use it and test the functionality and where do i sign up for that where i could just be on pinterest all day
1: there is rigorous (laughs) user testing that goes into any any product Uh, i just want to be on
0: pinterest all day and get paid for it I'm being dead serious. I will quit my podcast and wrap this whole show up if I could just go and be on Pinterest all day. And then
1: I'll talk to our research and I'll see I'll see what we can do. Uh, I don't think that is one person's job. You want to Test uh, out
0: your NASCAR division.
1: Pinterest. If we if we need uh, yeah. A, you a want to see if your 90s
0: nostalgia one? is up to
1: speed? Yeah. I'm an expert. We'll, we'll go there. Um, I mean, when you work at any when you work on any product or within any any product uh, company. Um, There's always internal apps. There's always a ton of different experimentations out there And so actually we are all testing it right now Um, You know, it's very easy to open up the app. I mean, we're all also using it every day Like our teams are creating new boards and pinning things for all of the different projects that we're working on So, you know, the same use case applies as you were describing in school. We're using it um, You know to sort of talk through certain visualizations that don't yet exist yet or certain references that help other people you know, uh, understand what the work is. And yeah. so we're all constantly testing it.
0: That's amazing. That's so cool. So you're telling me there's a chance. No, I'm just gonna- <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my God. Okay. Um, what are some of the things you've learned over the years in terms of how to carry yourself? You know, you're, you're leading huge teams there and you clearly have a lot great interpersonal skills, but, um, how did you get to that, that place? and, and you know, as you kind of climbed your way up and worked your way What are some of the biggest lessons you've learned about, um, you know, carrying yourself as a professional and and were you really scared when you started out? Did you have imposter syndrome? Do you still have that? Talk about that Mm. a little
1: bit. Got it. Um, I mean, I think one of the things that's that I've noticed because I, I also teach at CCA, one of the things I've noticed in terms of helping personal growth is actually just understanding yourself. You know, I think that is a huge uh, thing. It's a huge journey that we're all going through. And I think early on, especially for students when you're 18 and 19 years old, uh, just the life experience that you have, um, you're still very much growing. And so I think getting to a place of understanding that you are always going to be growing, hopefully. But really understanding yourself, I think, is huge to building your own confidence, to getting up after you fail and learning from your own failures. Um, And that just comes with life and that comes with putting yourself out there. So my advice would be put yourself out there. You know, we talked about earlier about, you know, it's not networking. It's just meeting friends and asking for advice. Um, It's also... There's a ton of history around, you know, the self and psychology and philosophy. Like, I'm a big reader. I would say, like, be constantly curious and continuing to read. Um, I think you had uh, Brian Collins on the show earlier. Like, he's also a huge reader, and I think it really shows in both what he uh, advocates for, the kind of work that, uh, you know, his studio puts out. Yeah, the Mailchimp um, so I, stuff
0: is something that comes to mind when I think about that kind of like that literary sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: you, know, um, you know? It's all his uh,
0: fault, by the way. All this, like, storytelling stuff I got into. Like, I, I was, like, pl- I was fine. I was a cold-hearted, like, millennial. And then, like, Brian had me in his office. And then we talked about, like, you know, like, classic Disney fairy tales and, like, Fantasia and stuff like that. But it really informs my work to this day. Just yesterday, I was watching, like, um, old, like, Silly Symphony stuff on, like, Disney And people were like, this, this is what informs your design work? I'm like, yes, this is craft. This is, like... This is the real shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, stories are what we pass down to other people. And it's actually how value is assigned and then transferred to things. And we've been telling stories for, you know, hundreds of years. And it's something that I think is uh, a huge asset to design and brand. And for, for, for the way I practice it, you know, I, I need to read, I, I have to read stories and nonfiction. Uh, to continue to fuel that and to continue to sharpen, you know, my, my school, my skill set in that.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Another big influence in my career has been John Bielenberg. Um, He started something called Project M, which I was lucky enough to be a part of in 2007. And he's quite well known for uh, something called Thinking Wrong, which is about sort of breaking the synapses that we have all sort of hardened in our brains and getting us to think, you know, sort of more, tangentially more obliquely um, and he introduced me to Edward Edward de bono and his book the thinking course and that is about thinking about your brain as a muscle that can be trained and that can be utilized uh, you know in a very flexible way um, it, it touches on a little bit of that creative or, or uh, yeah, that creative mindset that you can be very flexible and always learning and always growing exactly. and I that was back in 2007 and that was that was huge uh, for me
0: that's awesome I love that do you have do you have any like sayings that you have that have kind of been like not like a mantra, but like for me, like follow your curiosity. will never let you down by Lee Mashmeyer. Shout out again to the Collins group. <laughs> but like, you know, uh, is there anything like that that's kind of been like, a, like you heard it? And because quotes are kind of just like sometimes it's like like it doesn't necessarily. But every once in a while you hear something and you're like, that is the thesis of my life. Do you have any of those?
1: Yeah, there's there's two. One is uh, believe in things and they will believe in you. Um, I and that. that's I, I, I don't remember where I picked that up from, um, it might have been from school, but it was something that uh, I think connects back to, uh, you know, you've got to believe in what you are doing, uh, because it shows when you aren't. Um, and you also have to believe in those like crazy ideas when you're like, I don't really know if this is going to work. But, you know, if you don't believe in it, other people aren't going to believe in it as well. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's something that has carried me along the way. And the other one is uh, the reward is in the process, and that was actually something that I turned into a book. Um, if you just Google that, it's a it's a it's a blurb book, and it's a, a bunch of different uh, assignments that you could flip to anywhere and just take on an assignment, and they're very quick and easy. And it's it's something that it, that connects awesome. me back to like why I do what I do because I'm in the process more than I am in that finished product. Yes, I want to create something that has impact. But uh, if the process is broken, then you know you very rarely will you get uh, something at the end that you really believe in and really has impact. So yeah, for
0: sure, there's so many good ones out there. For I, I feel like maybe you just inspired me. Maybe I, maybe today I will I will make a book with some of like the things I've learned along the way. Just like one page and there's a quote. There's a great one that I love that you just kind of reminded me of. I forgot what you said that reminded me of this exactly. But uh, so Greg Hahn is the chief creative officer at BBDO, and he uh kind of similar story to you like forgot who it was by but found this quote in like a pamphlet uh, and it was successful people do what unsuccessful people are not willing to do and i was just like that is so cool that being said that quote has kept me up until 3 30 in the morning before and like had me working like way too hard but it's true though it's like successful people do what unsuccessful people are not willing to do and i think that the best advice is sort of like that it's succinct it's short But it makes sense, and it only works if you act on it. So, Yeah, I I would say –
1: I would echo that the best advice is the one that you act on.
0: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And I think in our culture that inspiration is everywhere, but encouragement is is not necessarily. You know what I mean? So it's like there's a whole bunch of quotes, and everyone's like – it's like rah-rah in the culture. Like you could do anything. But then if you go out and try and do something that's outside of like social norms, people are like, what are you doing? you know what I mean? So, um, Mm -hmm. did you ever have times where you experienced like judgment from people and you kind of had something that you wanted to do? And then how did you overcome that?
1: I mean, I think as creatives or just people living in the world, there's judgment all around you. Uh, and it's something that you need to get accustomed to. And I think it comes down to focus actually, you know, if you're focused on what you are trying to do and the goals that you are trying to hit, Um, it will help you overcome those things and it will help you actually learn if you launch something or put something out there that didn't perform in the way that you thought it would. Um, rather than focusing on someone's opinion or feedback that, you know, has nothing to do with uh, what you're trying to do or, or, or some other agenda, you know, I think it all comes down to, to focus and what you want to do. Um, but yeah, I've, felt like that i feel like that every other day if not every other hour right right (laughs) it's just a part of being human Uh, i think that you should be sort of questioning yourself i think it's a healthy thing to do Mm. Um, but again back to that earlier quote like you also have to really believe yeah Uh, yeah
0: that's awesome you seem like you're so even keeled and so chill and so calm and obviously like the outward perception how people are internally is very different do you feel like you were kind of like Destined to be mm. in a position where you were gonna be a leader or is this something that you've wrestled with your whole life and Secretly, you're very nervous.
1: I think that I have I don't know some of it is just personality um, I think historically I've always been someone that was a little bit more reserved and in my head and Really waited until I had something that was important to say or that was well thought through and then I spoke um, and that's so I think that's goals
0: right there. That's goals for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, and that's and we're all not like that. And I think there are different benefits and uh, you know to each different personality type. And I think it's just about growing into who you are and then leaning into what you know you want to be and what you need to do. I am by no means you know perfect in what I do and how I manage, but I try to be self-aware and I try to listen really hard. And I also try to like take things with a grain of salt, but also understand like when something is really important and when you need to respect the importance of something. Um, so it's it's really it's something that you grow into and, and it takes a lot of listening both to yourself, but also to other people.
0: Thank you so much for doing this. It's been great. Uh, where can people find you online? Uh, you have a great headshot, by the way. I lo- love your headshot. <laughs> you have a cool online presence. I'm following Thank you on Pinterest after this, by the way, officially.
1: I'll send, uh, I'll send
0: you my NASCAR stuff. It's quite <laughs> legendary.
1: Um, shout out to Jerry Yoon for that that headshot, he's fantastic. <laughs> um, so people can find me on Twitter, I'm at Timbalonics, um, and that's the same handle on Pinterest. I'm um, not on Instagram, there's a lovely hashtag, Timbalonics is not on Instagram. <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah, you can find me there, or I mean, my website is just timblanks.com, so you can email me from there as well. So.
0: That's cool, so much. And if you want to apply to Pinterest, I've been trying to remember to put this on there. Do you have like a, a good spot that you would recommend going to, a good person to talk to, maybe?
1: If uh, people are looking for a job at Pinterest, it's just pinterestcareers.com, and everything is listed up there. That's awesome. I see that. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. Man. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Thank you again, Rob. Take yeah, care. always no too.